We're glad you joined us today. We know the road may feel isolating, but we are here to go along this journey with you and love the call to action. Rock Up Buttercup is a podcast hosted by Deployed Love. We're going to join together and chat about all things military life. So you know the drill. Rock Up Buttercup. Hello, Rock Up Buttercup fans. We are so glad that you came today. We are here all of us as girl chat. We're missing Ashley today, but as you know from our last episode, her husband is currently deployed and we are kind of talking about some, you know, things that are going on in the world. And I know you're all well aware of that. Um, So she just didn't feel like this was a conversation she needed to be in on, but we wanted to be here. We wanted to be here and just know that you guys are not alone. We're all been through these situations. They're hard. Um, the news is not going to make it any easier and deployed love as a family. We are a family here for you understands. We have tons of volunteers within of our, our forces that if you need someone to talk to, please do not feel bad about reaching out to our page, email us at deployedloveorg at gmail.com and send us a message. If you need support, um, today, we're going to kind of talk about what it felt like going through deployments on our own, you know, not, not the Murphy's law and not all those things that happen here on the home front, but just really those deep feelings and what a lot of us are feeling now. I mean, Afghanistan was a huge amount of our time. And even if you're not during a deployment right now, you may have experienced it and you, your husband, your wife may have some major feelings about it. I know in our household, there's been a lot of emotions involving the amount of work and time that has gone into these deployments and to see the way things are ending up is really, really hard. It's hard to think about. It's hard to see happen. And it's, you know, especially people who have lost people that they love, it's only going to be harder. So we want to let you know, we, we see you, we're here. We know what you're going through. We understand. And we, we really feel for you. Um, I do have Kim and Linda on here. And so I'm going to let them, if either of them have any piece to kind of say about what is currently going on the news, give them a chance to kind of speak their piece as well. There are so many emotions going through in our household as well. We just no words for some of the stuff that we're feeling. My main thing that I want to say is don't be embarrassed to reach out. If you are having a hard time or you need somebody to talk to, or you just need a moment away from everyday life or even your children for just 10 minutes, connect with somebody, find some support, reach out to us here at Deployed Love. There are people out there to help you. There are so many resources. Do not be embarrassed. That is so true, Kim. The, the flood of emotions on Afghanistan and then the, the flood of emotions that when you see the news of all of the other times and Vietnam, and it's been difficult to absorb and to armchair the differences of how it could have ended better. Just everybody will be going through a different level of, of awareness. And then as it plays out on the news, that triggers so much. We're here, the Facebook, anybody can be um, reached through all the emails and, and just know that somebody's readily available on, on the other end when you need somebody. It's United States and our country, tis of thee, not my country, tis of thee. Just 
We all need to support in any effort what is going on and, and those who are here stateside, supporting those who are deployed and then everybody who's reliving it again uh, through the news and through their own experiences. It's, it's hard and, and we're here. Yeah, I can definitely say it's been 20 years. I think this has touched every single person in the United States in some way or another, whether it was your grandparents, it was your parents, your brothers, your spouse, someone has been affected by this, um, even come back to 9-11. I mean, it affected so many people. And to say that you're getting through this without emotions is insane. Like everybody is feeling something. And so don't feel alone. And don't not reach out. I mean, there's suicide helplines. There's all kinds of things, especially for your veterans. If they're having a hard time, you can reach out for them because they need to have you supporting them as well. So this is, you know, there's so much going on and to just don't try to ignore it. Don't ignore what's happening. Think about it, live in it because it's history in the making. And it's also something that we're having to live through. You can't just not live through it. So make sure that you are reaching out and if you need support or you know a spouse that is in a deployment, whether they're even in the area, it's still hard feelings right now. So reach out to those spouses that you know, offer them coffee, send them a gift card, you know, whatever it is, if you're not near them, do something to just reach out be like, hey, I know the news is crazy right now and I, I'm here. You know, that's all. Everybody just needs to know that there's someone there for them. I promise the littlest stuff will mean so much to those spouses. A friend of mine just called me tonight and we were talking and she said that her friend is being affected by all this, that, you know, they're not gone. Their spouse isn't gone yet, but could be leaving soon. And she gets a 10 minute lunch break and she's going to be in the parking lot waiting for her to come out for that 10 minute lunch break. And I'm sure that that would mean so much to her to see her friend there just ready for everything or anything that she has to say or any emotions. So be there, do something, a a simple email. Yeah. Just call them. It doesn't take you about 10 minutes. And even if you only have 10 minutes, start out the conversation. Hey, I've only got a few minutes, but I was thinking of you. That's what spouses need right now. They need to know that they're not reading this news alone. Some of these young spouses and that's kind of where we're going to go to is the story is, is um, I was a really young spouse. My first deployment, I was 20. Yeah. 20 because I turned 21. Well, right before he got home and I was by myself, I was in Hawaii. None of my family was there and you know, it's Hawaii. So of course I was a little bit, you know, distracted, I guess, but it wasn't a good time. It was back in the early two thousands and there was stuff going on. We did not have internet. I got a phone call from him maybe once a week and I held that phone in my hand. I slept with it under my pillow. That phone was never more than a foot away from me, even when I was at work. And if I missed that call, I mean, it was the end of the world. So I understand those feelings. And I know that a lot of the deployments that are going on, the new, the most recent deployments anyways, don't have communication. You may get a call here and there from their command may allow them to use the phone especially if they know that something is going on back at home, you know, you're pregnant or something, they may be able to reach out. But I think even now there's some that haven't heard from their soldiers since these deployments have happened. So there's a lot of us military spouses who have been through that. And the feelings are so hard. I mean, I spent the entire year, Christmas and stuff by myself. Luckily, a couple of my family members came out, but it was never during the important times. 
I remember waking up at Christmas, my first time alone for Christmas in general, and just sitting there and crying because like what I didn't have presents who I mean, maybe my mom had sent a box or something, but it there wasn't presents, there wasn't Christmas dinner, there was nobody there to be with. And it was just really, really hard. And I like even thinking about it now, just it, it's hard to be a single spouse. And if you don't have friends, I mean, I had made quite a few friends at that time. So I think I probably did go out for Christmas dinner. But if you don't have friends, and I think there's so many spouses who, you know, keep themselves away from being parts of a spouse group, being parts of their FRG, being parts of even something like deployed love, because it can be hard to put yourself out there. I know that, that a lot of people say they don't want to do those things because they feel like these are groups that are already established. And I can tell you, Deployed Love's been here at Fort Bragg for four years and we're not established. We're all different people show up each time. So it shouldn't be something you're intimidated to do. Get out there and meet somebody so that you have a battle buddy. They call them that for a reason, because if you don't have a battle buddy, when you're falling on the floor, who's going to come help you? Like you need to be able to reach out and I, you really need to find those friends because they should be able to drop on the dime and be like, oh my God, are you okay? And come over with a glass of wine or whatever it is that you need to get through those feelings because you can't, you can't fill those things alone. You can't sit there and fill that alone. Um, the biggest part of military is being a family. You need to find your military community or even just community within where you live that you can reach out to when you need them. So if you're a young spouse by yourself, please don't exclude yourself. Don't think you need to do this on your own. Don't think you're too you know, too strong to look for help. We are here and there's so many resources and we'll talk about some of those later that really could help you. Yeah, my first deployment was when I was 18. Yeah, those and ones are hard. They were and, you know, we weren't together very long. We weren't married, we weren't engaged. So his unit would not give me any information. It was very hard. And we went through a couple deployments like that. And I was like, um, we need to get married. I cannot do another deployment where I have no information. So we did, we got married at, at 20. I got married, I married at 20 and it made it a little easier. I was kind of the opposite. I was from the area that I met my husband. So I had my family here, but it was still hard because family members would ask, have you heard from your husband? Have you heard, you know, what's going on in the news? Have you done this? Like, do you know about this? And all of that made it 10 times harder because you constantly heard it every time you went to go visit somebody. And avoid it. Yeah. So whether you have family there, you don't have family there. It, it's still hard. You're going to be frustrated and feel lonely and just have all the emotions. So it's okay to go through those emotions. It's what you do to come out of them that means the most. Yeah. And you and I have also experienced deployments when we've had children. And I think that that, that changes the whole realm of it so much. I, I, when they're young, um, I met a young spouse recently who has very young children and she's been, I've been working with her to help make sure she's got the support she needs. And you'd think that it's not hard when they're young because they don't understand it, but it's so much harder when they're young because you go from having two spouses there to support you and help with the children 
And when they're really young, all of a sudden you're, you're single mom in it, you know, like you have two tiny babies and that alone is so hard. And it's really hard for you to get that moment for yourself where you can actually think about what you've read in the news, where you can even sit down and like have a glass of wine and just feel what you're feeling. It's really hard to ever get to that point because a nursing baby is in your bed. You know, you just don't have that chance. So new mamas, make sure you set that bedtime because you need that for them to go to bed so that you can have your hour of alone time Mm -hmm. every night or let them sleep in for an hour so that you can get up early and have an hour of just your yourself, your time, your self-care time. Yeah. You need a time to be able to, to call your mom, a time to sit and watch the news if that's what you do. Some people do, some people avoid it, but I mean, I feel like now in the world of social media, it's impossible to avoid it altogether anyways. So a time to digest your news, sit and read the Bible in the morning, you know, something that helps you get through digesting what you have read and what you've been exposed to so that you have a chance to think on your own. Cause you're not going to be thinking when you're, you're retrieving snacks and feeding babies and, you know, you don't have that time to really actually feel your feelings because you should, you should live in that emotion and, you know, understand how it makes you feel because just shoving it down doesn't, you know, it's not going to help you get through it. So. Yeah. I feel like even when they were younger, it was hard when they were younger, there was resources out there that they enjoyed like the, the United through reading. My husband would send home recorded books and they would watch it at bedtime and let me tell you that that was hard watching him read a book through the TV and watching them watch him was super hard, but that was one of the things that was a resource for them to, to have. And then the daddy dolls, but I feel like as they get older, some of those resources are not geared more towards their age. And then being a parent, you think, well, they're getting older and they're getting more moody and it's hormones and it's all of this. And you don't take a second to think they're going through this too. Their father or mother just left and you're, you're trying to keep everything going as normal, but it's not normal. And they're feeling emotions and stress and anxiety just as much as you are. They're just showing it in a completely different way. And you think they're just acting out or, they're, they not get enough sleep or, you know, they're having a hard time at school, but it all boils down to what your family unit is going through. So for the older kids, it's, I feel like it's just as hard. Um, I will say another great resource that my kids have. I don't know if they have it here at Benning, but at Campbell, they had a military life group where they could go into the schools and it was for the uh, elementary and middle school. So they were able to go in and talk to somebody about their emotions and they were able to talk to other children their age about what's going on. So that was really nice. But I I think all stages for the children. My son was, was it. So when he left and, and um, he, he was 19 and just barely out of high school and, you know, trying to tie his shoes, you know, just, just, so you just question 
maturity. You just question if you're being informed enough. You're just questioned just just so many so many questions so yeah and just you're right having the phone always in your hand and you know he he was he was in Afghanistan about 20 years ago so no about 15 years ago so um it was difficult it was difficult yeah and it is I mean you think they are babies when they're going in that young they don't they haven't even had a chance to live in the civilian world, you know, when they go, when they join at 18 military is all they've ever known. Right. Um, and so it is hard to be able to see them as that when you've grown up, you, you know, you grew up, they grew up with you and around you. So I'm sure seeing him leaving and just knowing you may not get as much communication. I know it's hard as a parent because unless you're the military spouse, like the married spouse, you often do not get as much information. Um, and that, that itself is hard because I know 19 year olds, we all know 19 year olds, they don't call their mama. They don't no. call when they're supposed to, like, no. they don't think about it because, you know, a spouse thinks about it, but even as young spouses probably don't think about it nearly as much as the ones with kids at home, but a single boys, you know, he's, that's not his first concern. He's, he's like, Oh, I'll let the phone be for the families or, you know, wherever else. And so you probably got even less communication than what we did. And so not right. having FRG, not having, you know, downrange communication. I, I can only imagine how hard it is for military parents. I know my mom did it recently as well with my brother and she was freaked out the whole time, but she's a news girl. So she's got her TV on news every day, all day. I'm like, just turn that off. Like that'll help a lot though. You know, that was before a lot of this had happened. So I was like, just don't watch the news. Like right. that's and probably for the best. Like, you know, you get plenty of it on social media the way it is. There's no avoiding it. Like it pops up on its own. You don't have to even subscribe to things. Right. Just knowing that you're military, it pops up. So avoid extra news. Like don't listen to the political side of it. Don't, you know, don't, don't get wrapped up in all that because that's not, that's not going to help when your, your military members overseas, it's not going to help you at all. So I want to jump back and bring something up that a lot of the spouses listen to this. We're going to roll their eyes, but give your mother-in-laws and your father-in-laws a little bit of grace because they do, they, they worry and they watch the news and they don't know how to, to cope with that. And they, all they know is their son or their daughter is gone and they're doing this and it may frustrate you as a spouse, but give them a little grace because they're just like our children going through all the emotions and trying to figure a way to cope and support. Yeah. And if you're a mom already, just think about if it was your child, like, why would you not want to have that communication? Don't shut out the mother-in-law. I know that Sometimes they get under your skin and sometimes they like think that they know better, but that doesn't mean that they aren't just trying to protect their baby. When it comes down to it, those are their babies. You know, they, they want just as much as you do for them to be safe. They want those to know what is going on. So even if he doesn't call her, call her for him and update her what's going on. If you get information from FRG, call and let her know, you know, so that she doesn't feel like, She's by herself in all of it. And even if she over talks you or acts like she's not listening, she really is. And once you get off the phone, she is going to be calling 
your great grandmother and your aunts. And she's going to just be happy that she has something positive to share. That's exactly right. <laughs> and me and my mother-in-law. Bingo. <laughs> that's exactly right. <laughs> we're, we're hit or miss. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I've been lucky. My, my mother-in-law is very, she understands that I'm the wife and she very like supports anything that we decide as a spouse. And, but she's been really good about that. But I always made sure that, you know, let me fill you in. Has he talked to you? Cause I knew then that he didn't call her. The only reason he ever got into any routine of calling her on a normal basis when he was home was if I was like, Hey, it's Sunday. Have you called your mom? Like call your parents. They haven't talked to you in over a week. Like comment on your life. So even now, sometimes I'm like, when's the last time you talked to your parents? You know? So <laughs> just be, be supportive on all ends. I think. And yeah, like, I, get, I love the advice. whole eye roll thing because I know through FRGs that <laughs> that is one of the biggest fights that FRG leaders have to deal with is who gets the information. And obviously it's whoever's on the calling card. So be supportive. And I I was that 18 year old spouse that his mother was getting, you know, the he'll be returning. And it was like, I'm here. I'm, I'm local. We're together. But, you know, you just got to remember that they're there for their, their children too. So, but yes, when you bring in parents, a lot of spouses, it's hard to blend families sometimes. So the connection in between mother-in-laws and father-in-laws may not always be there. Um, but it's, it's what you make of it because if you keep st- everything positive at home, it keeps your soldier on track for his mission. So if you can sit there and bite your tongue, which I know is easier said than done sometimes, it's nice to, be able to tell your soldier, well, your mom is doing well, or your dad is doing well. And it's just something positive for them to stay focused, knowing that things are okay at home. Yeah. Yeah. And Linda, you had talked about um, how you kind of got through not having that communication. You're talking about like just having trust. Yes. Just, just have to keep repeating, just trust, just trust, because it's two simple words, but when, when the time you, you don't trust really the media and you don't sometimes trust much, much else of the information that you're getting or, or literally much else, um, just trust and just trust, trust that all will be well and that he'll be safe and that everybody's doing what they're supposed to be doing and that he's calling you when he can not because he doesn't want to, or he might not choose not to call you if there's something going on that he doesn't want you to ask about that he has to say no about because, you know, you just want to ask so many questions and he can ask answer so much. So um, that we, we just didn't know too much information because we weren't supposed to ask. And um, then you you don't want to look like you're inept because everybody else was, well, where's he at? You know, where, what's he doing? And you can't tell them anything because he can't tell you. And uh, just trust that the whole military process is, is working as the machine it's supposed to. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. And I'll just say too, no news or how, what is it? Bad news sells. So Mm -hmm. if it's being pushed on Facebook or being pushed on the news, they're trying to get people to view. They're trying to get people to watch. They're trying to get people to tune in. Sometimes you just need to take that break away from the TV and away from your phone and not focus on what's going on and wait to hear from your unit, your FRG, your chain of command, because you just don't know what to believe. Mm -hmm. And I, where I thought you were going with that was no news is good news. Um, (laughs) Yeah. I think right now, if you are in a spot where you're not getting any communication, that's probably a good sign, you know, um, you don't want to be hearing from the unit directly, right? That's when it's a bad news. So not hearing from them in this type of situation where it's very like fast paced, things are going, things are changing rapidly. Things are, you know, there's still people continuously deploying. Things are just changing continuously. Um, there's just a really high chance they don't have access to phone. They don't have mm-hmm. access to enough access for as many people who are there to reach out. So as long as you're not hearing a bad news, then you're just know it's good news. They're, they're surrounded by their battle buddies. They're surrounded by people. They've gone through years and years of training to protect each other. So know that they're as safe as they can be. You know, they're not, (laughs) they're not alone. They're not alone. So you shouldn't be alone and it should just feel like everybody feels supported. Yeah. And, you know, another thing with, I know that a lot of the soldiers that are gone right now are not getting the communication with the families, but when they do start getting that communication, don't stress that you haven't got a call. Don't stress that he's not calling or she's not calling you every day because the soldiers are handling the deployment in their own way too. Some need that everyday call and some need that little bit of space where they check in at the end of the week to make sure that you're okay, to let you know they're okay everybody deals with their emotions differently. So you just have to find what works for you and your spouse. Yeah. And don't obsess over the spouse pages where someone's like, well, my husband called my husband called because you don't know what their story is. Someone could be going through a miscarriage. Someone could be, you know, and they're getting those extra calls because they need to know what is going on on the home front. If you're happy, healthy, life is going normal at home. You may not get as many calls. And so don't get upset. If you see someone else getting a phone call, it's not likely that it's anything to do with you. You know, it's just, they, they got a call because they're 37 weeks pregnant and they need to know is information that's on the need to know. So don't stress over that. I know that that can become a huge thing. And I don't know to me, just keep it to yourself. You get a phone call, just keep that as a personal, wonderful thing that happened. You don't need to go out and tell people that you're getting communication because others aren't. And so it does make it harder for others who haven't heard from their husband, their spouse, whoever, and want that. So it's one of those things that just keep it to yourself. It's not really necessary to be spreading that information to other people. It kind of falls under OPSEC in its own little way. So just, yeah. Yeah. And if you want to share, call your mother-in-law. All <laughs> <laughs> your best friend, you know, even on your own personal page is fine. Just don't bring it to the spouse groups. Cause that's just going to cause stress for other people. So, mm-hmm. um, I think it will just kind of transition into that from here is some resources. So if you were or are local to your base during a deployment or prior to a deployment, 
most bases do have deployment briefs. Um, during that time, they would be giving you a vast amount of information. I know sometimes it's way too much information that they pack into 15 minutes to even comprehend. I know luckily here at Bragg, they had a scanning code so you could take the whole slideshow home with you and go reprocess the information you were given. Um, but I think that it would be really significant for us in this chance that we have you here to just kind of give you some of the ones that we know and her value highly. So I'll kind of start with a couple of the ones that from our Fort Bragg one that were really important is know your chaplain. Um, your chaplain has 5,000 resources. They, if he doesn't know how to get you help, I'd be shocked. Um, they know everybody on base. They know everybody in the community. They know where to send you. They themselves can talk to you if you're having a hard time. Um, they know how to reach out to your command downrange if there's something you need to make sure gets downrange to your spouse. Um, so that is one of the hugest resources is knowing your chaplain, along with knowing Rear D if you're able to. If you're not local, that may not be incredibly useful, but if you are local to the base where he deployed from, um, your rear detachment, the command that is still here for his unit, also has access to all that information. They And they are more than willing to help because right now they're here, once they become Rear D, they're here to support the spouses. They're here to support the families. That is their job as rear detachment is to make sure that the FRGs are going smoothly. It is to make sure that the spouses are getting the information that they need. So most of them, at least at the deployment briefs, were saying call any time of day. You know, reach out if something happens, if you need communication, that's who you go to. Um, another huge one is your military family life coach. That is free counseling. There's one attached to every unit. It's very similar to the chaplain. All that is also completely confidential. They can't report that back to your spouse. They can't report it to his command unless it's something like suicide watch and that's in a whole different department. Anything you tell them, if you're just going through something and need to talk to somebody is confidential in both of those situations. So don't feel like that's a resource that if you're struggling, it's going to go back to him and he's going to get in trouble at work. That's not, that's not the case. Um, that is completely confidential. And then Another one that I know of that is huge for having just mass amount of information and it's all online, it's really easy to access is Military One Source. It literally is the one source for everything. They have connections to every like nonprofit like us is on their list. I mean, really, Military One Source has links to any way that you would need support throughout the community, the military community, a vast. <laughs> I know that there's there's so much information, but if you have those three and you're really struggling anywhere, those three are your, your go-to. Those are the ones that if you really need to reach, reach out to your husband for whatever reason with information, you really need to just de-stress and talk to someone who is a professional counselor or professional chaplain, you know, you know, church related stuff. Those are the people that you should reach out to. And then the other one, the last one I'm going to mention, I'm sure that Kim has a bunch on her mind as well, but is Red Cross. So of course, if an emergency happens while you're here, a funeral, you know, his, someone close in relatives, they are also able to send direct messages to the military members, no matter where they are stationed, no matter where they're deployed. So if you are 39 weeks pregnant and you go into labor, you need to A, connect with um, Rear D, and then you need to connect with Red Cross because then that, that if you have any chance of him coming home for that birth, especially if you have, you know, extenuating circumstances with your birth, they are the ones that will help make that happen, help make sure that they get home, they will pay for tickets and stuff like that. So 
make sure that you have Red Cross. <laughs> I always had like a magnet on my fridge. So I knew where I was going if it was needed. So those are my main ones. Those are the ones that I've seen most recently. The magnet is so funny that you brought it up because we would get one before every deployment too. And it was first like the chaplain's name and, you know, Red Cross's number. And so some of the stuff that you mentioned was what was on that magnet for you to keep at home on your fridge. The ones that you mentioned are big ones. I know that I just listened to representation from the military and family life counselors, listening to the person talk about it. It was amazing. Some of the stuff that he says that they do there. And it's not just for you. It's for your soldier. It's for your kids. It's for anybody in your family unit that needs to talk to somebody or needs help. A lot of mine are are for the children. Like definitely check out United through reading. They have an app now where your soldier can record wherever they are. And then you can pull the book up on your phone. And I think they'll even send you the book if you just request it. So definitely look up United through reading. There's so many great programs. There really are. And, you know, we've been, my husband's been military for almost 18 years now. And when I went to this deployment briefing, some of the resources they pulled up, I was like, wait, I didn't know that we had that. I didn't know that there was this. I didn't know there were these resources. So if you have a chance to go to your deployment briefing, try to go. Inform you know, your FRG leader and everybody will be support. there. Yeah, you need to. If you don't know your FRG, that's one of the best ways to get it. If you're like saying, oh, I've not got emails. Oh, I've not gotten this information. Go to a deployment brief before a deployment because they are there. So they're there to talk to as well. A new one is the Family Advocacy New Parent Program. They do lactation consulting. They do, they'll come to the hospital. They do play groups. They have like a kid's craft day, or at least they do here at my location. I'm not sure about every location. So that's a great resource for new parents, or if you have a toddler, there are, there's so many of them. I, I'm really bad with coming up with them off the top of my head, but if we're sitting there talking, I could tell you a million of them. You just, if you can't find what you're looking for or the resource that you need, one of the things I'll tell our listeners is reach out to us at Deployed Love. We are here to help you bridge that gap of finding those resources. If you feel like you can't find something, We are here for you. We have a lot of information and knowledge in between all of our volunteers that somebody can help you with what you need. Yeah, we definitely, we're community outreach. So even if it's something that's not fully a military resource, a lot of our volunteers are active within your local communities and can find you a resource that's not related to military if it's something that you need. Um, Mm -hmm. So Absolutely. I think that we have, we have people from Hawaii, California, DC. I mean, we're (laughs) spread out across the entire nation. So there is somebody somewhere near you. It may not be directly where you are yet, but there's someone close enough that they can look up that research. They can do the, get the information to you that you need. And if they can't, they can find someone who will have that answer. You know, they, they'll be able to reach out to the MWR or the ACS, somebody near you to get the answer. So I think that that's the biggest part of our mission. Our mission is for us 
the whole point of deployed love and the whole point is for us to be here for you we we do nothing but think about you guys all day long i have been up till one o'clock in the morning recently talking to spouses who just needed someone to talk to and that's why i do this that's why i know all of our volunteers do it we do it to because we just genuinely don't want military spouses to feel like they don't have someone and if you don't know us that doesn't matter like we can be your someone. We may become best friends out of all of it. I think that's a lot of the fun that Deployed Love is I've made some amazing friends from Deployed Love. And we've all, we've, not all of us, but I'm going to say probably about 80% of our volunteers, and I know definitely 100% of our board has been through a deployment. We, we know what you're going through. We've probably been there ourselves. And that's why we're so passionate about Deployed Love is because we've been there. We may not know exactly what you're going through, but we've had our own hardships and our own struggles and battles and mountains to climb that we are here to help you no matter what, because we don't want you to feel alone like we possibly did. Yeah. And I think just to kind of end this all with a note of positive and thought is have faith, have faith in God, have faith in the mission, have faith in your family, have faith in yourself that you can get through it because you're stronger than you think you are. It's hard. These times are not going to get any easier anytime soon. Um, with COVID, everything, everything is hard right now. And it, it's okay to know that you're not doing well. We're all not doing well. I mean, I think it's insane to think that you're doing entirely well, that we're all having hardships. And if you just got deployment piled onto you in the middle of the beginning of school year, I mean, it's just, it's a lot. So please pray, please reach out to others, reach out to yourself, have that moment where you can sit and be alone and just have faith that things are going to work out how they're supposed to. You have no control over any of this that's in the media. You have no control of where it's going to go. You need to just have faith. You need to know that things are going to be how they're going to be. You have no control over that. So please just, you know, have faith in life. And that's hard because I know I like to have control. I do too. (laughs) I like to have things organized in the way I want them. And sometimes you just have to learn, can't control it. Sometimes all you can do is take a deep breath and just know it's going to go the way it's supposed to go. Um, Positive. Yeah. So if you need anything at all, absolutely anything, there is one of us awake, probably 24 hours on our page. Somebody is awake. We have some of us going through deployment who are unlikely not sleeping right now. So please message us. We've had plenty that we've sat and just talked to. Do not feel weird about that. Like I said, you may end up making a best friend out of one of us who sits there and talks loopy in our half sleep with you, (laughs) you know, so just reach out. That's the biggest thing. And come to some of our events. We host these for you. These events are for the military spouse. They're not for us. They're for you guys to get out there and make friends, to find your battle buddy, to feel like you're surrounded by a community of people who love you, you know, just to know that you're not alone. So please come to our events, please. We have virtual events. We have the podcast. We have so many options for you to connect and to just feel like you're not alone. So I hope that if anything today, hearing our stories and talking with us, being here, part of our girl chat, that you feel a little bit warmer, a little bit happier, and 
like maybe you can take on the weekend and anything that comes up coming soon. So I really have enjoyed this talk with you ladies and I hope that you guys come back from our next episode. We'll be on to a new topic next month. I cannot off the top of my head think of what that is, but I'm excited to kind of shift gears out of resources we've gone through. I, I would think over this whole month, every resource you can think of. So <laughs> if you can't find it, our page probably has it. So I hope that you guys have a great weekend and we will chat again soon. Until then, rock up, buttercup.